In December 2022, I finished, I wrapped up a job, a series, cutting a series for Vice New York, a documentary series. And at the end, I did something I recommend every single editor to do. I asked for feedback. And so this episode is going to dive into that feedback so I can share some of the lessons that I learned from that job so that you can learn them as well. All right, stick with me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Video Editing Podcast with me, your host, Shiny. And, well, thank you for joining me. If you are on YouTube, we are live on YouTube for this episode. At any point, feel free to jump into the comments. And if you listen to the podcast on your podcast app, then you can join in the conversation live by heading to YouTube and subscribing so that you get a notification whenever we go live. And then you can join in the conversation. So let's start a little bit with some of the steps that got me to this point um, because I want to share some uh, sort of networking tips that I try to implement to get me to the point where I can share these lessons with you in this episode. Uh, because I mentioned at the beginning that I recommend all editors ask for feedback. And so I want to elaborate a little bit on that. At the end of every job that you do, if the, if the client seems happy, the job has gone well, even if the job has not gone well, I highly recommend that you reach out and you ask for feedback for the overall job. Yes, you're getting in incremental feedback on every single edit that you submit. However, those will help you with your um, your precise points in the edit, but you have bigger lessons to learn about things like how you interacted with the client, uh, how you handled problems and problem solving, um, the general attitude around storytelling and your skills surrounding that, and perhaps even technical. What were the mistakes? What went wrong? Could something have been done better? Could something have been done faster? All of this is really, really relevant and, and will compound your knowledge, your editing knowledge over time. So every time you finish a job, ask for feedback, jump on a call, ask, just, ask for a call, jump on and speak to your client about how the job went. And if you listened to last week's episode, you will have heard the conversation that I had with Greg Wright. And Greg Wright and I worked together on this Vice New York job on the series called Transnational. And so these are the lessons I learned from that job. I asked Greg at the end, can we jump on a call? And I would love to hear your thoughts about the entire process. What we are going to talk about today is the feedback I got from Greg on that call. And um, it's all here and it's all scribbled out. 
It's terrible handwriting as I was in such a hurry as I was on the call. Um, I'm going to run through those with you. One thing as well, when you are on that call, it's a very good time to ask for a recommendation. Assuming everything went well and the client is happy with your work, it's a very good practice to ask if they will recommend you to one other person. That's the simple ask at the end of that call. Um, that will help you build out your network organically. And then you can just, you know, keep in touch with that person um, and be top of mind in the future. So that is something to, to think about. So let's crack on with the feedback and share some of the things that Greg said to me about my editing on that project. The first thing was create shorter cuts, then add. Now, this kind of seems a little cryptic looking back, um, but the general gist is to start with small, start with smaller moments and create moments throughout the edit and then build out from those moments. So rather than creating, um, obviously we, we, we need to create the, the bulk, the story, the dialogue cut. We need to create the story and narrative and we need to understand what the story thread is going through that narrative. Once you've figured out that, um, and it's very much a case of the rocks in a glass analogy. First, you put the rocks in, then you put the pebbles in, then you put the sand in, and then some water can fit in the glass as well. So the, your rocks are your dialogue, pebbles are the B-roll and the music. So as you are doing that, as you're in the pebbles section, you're putting, you're adding B-roll and music create shorter moments and then build out from those. Try and figure out where the most important moments are, uh, key moments in your entire edit once you have that dialogue cut and then build from there outwards. Kind of like a tree, the tree's roots. We're planting at those particular moments through the edit, we're, we're planting a tree, a beautiful flowering tree and we need to let the roots go out as far as they need to from there. I hope that makes sense because if you the roots, if the roots go too far, you lose the magic of that moment. Um, and so you need to keep it can only as much, the space for the moment needs to be only as big as that moment needs and not bigger. Otherwise the, the moment will lose its magic. And the next point on the feedback was to trust my guts. And that is something that I, I thought I had down pretty good. I thought that I was able to look at everything, see the bigger picture and execute it and be confident in that execution. But apparently that is something I can still improve on. So I will take that into consideration as I go forward and to just be more confident in my choices. Um, and it's good to hear that from someone with the kind of experience that Greg has 
because they are able to see perhaps something in in you a client might be able to see something in you that perhaps you don't see in yourself so it's a great way to grow by getting this feedback at the end of the project it's a great way to grow so that is something i'll be more conscious of going forward and the next point is it's okay to sprinkle parts throughout so what that means from my understanding is rather than having blocks of the story blocks of the narrative and sort of let's say there's four blocks in the entire film you can have little moments in between those blocks of moment uh, of narrative those moments that we spoke about earlier where the roots are you can also have smaller plants dotted dotted throughout i guess you can think about it like a garden you have the large trees which are the large big moments and then dotted throughout the garden you will have small plants just to keep the appeal of the whole garden looking pretty but if they're too big they take away from the majesty of the main trees so think about these moments as you, the big trees in your garden and then you have other smaller moments sprinkled throughout the edit the next point uh, from greg was start with blocks of people and then move them around so as you're creating the dialogue create it in a way and you're, you're putting you're laying down your rocks create it in a way where each block of each person can be moved around um, which is generally how i tend to work anyway so it's a case of building out the entire narrative after creating a temporary narrative using post-it notes um, then lay it down onto your timeline as a sync cut so just the dialogue and once you have that you have these blocks of people and then you can move them around to see which order works best um, so that is definitely some fantastic advice i think that is the best way to build out a dialogue cut and a narrative i should not be shy this is the next point from greg i should not be shy to ask an assistant editor to pull selects uh, maybe that's just because you know i started from the bottom and i worked my way up so i have all the knowledge to be able to pull select and perhaps sometimes maybe i feel like somebody else couldn't pull it as good as me or won't pull the same things that i'm looking for um, and i think that's definitely something that a lot of experienced editors can relate to um, just being worried that if you have the job to pulling selects to someone else they might miss some stuff that you actually really want so getting to a, to a point where you're able to verbalize how to pull selects to someone else what sort of things are you after what sort of edit are you trying to create 
how can you communicate that to someone else so that they pick the right stuff? That is a, a, a challenge on its own. So that is a lesson that I will be most definitely taking on. Certainly as the projects that I, I take on get bigger and I have to take on more assistant editors in order to reach the deadlines because deadlines are not getting longer, that's for sure. And one, one, one point which was uh, something that I have found, I found most prominent in this project I needed to brief a, uh, a music supervisor for the kind of music that I was looking for because the schedule was so tight. I did not have a chance to search through music libraries myself to find music. Um, and so I had to outsource the sourcing of music to the music supervisor. They would then go away to the music libraries that, um, that they are subscribed to and find the right music. However, it is down to you as the editor to build that brief for that music supervisor, for the person choosing the music, build that brief so specifically that there is no way that that person can bring you any results that don't match the brief. And that is something that I really struggled with on this job, purely because of the, the nature of the style of documentary and the style that we were going for, for this particular episode. It was really, really difficult to brief. And so some of the music tracks that came back were not, in fact, nearly all the music tracks that came back were not um, suitable. And so it's, that was a big lesson, was br when briefing someone else to find the music, be as specific as humanly possible so that there is no margin for error. Um, that, was a, that was a really big lesson on that job. And, and the biggest one of all, my, my biggest takeaway from all of the feedback is this last one. And it is the name of this podcast. And it, he, Greg said to me, not to do as much signposting. So what does that mean? Well, signposting is when you tell the audience through the edit, you tell the audience what to pay attention to. So here's an important point that is we relate to back later in the film and you would make it very, very obvious that this is an important point to be made. Audience, pay attention. That is signposting. And so one piece of, feed, one piece of feedback from Greg was not to do quite so much signposting. Now, I, I like to think that I edit in a way that is a lot more elegant, but sometimes there's just complex information um, that needs to, you need to make sure that the audience is paying attention to. Um, and it seems like uh, Greg thought that these were perhaps one or two too many moments of that. So that is something that I will be taking forward uh, into consideration. 
the reasons why you would avoid want to avoid signposting are pretty much because you will create a more elegant edit if you don't signpost quite as much. It, editing is best when it's invisible. You know this, you've probably heard this a thousand times. Uh, when editing is completely unnoticeable, that's when you know the editor has done a fantastic job. And by signposting, you are, bring, you are bringing a little bit of attention to the editing so that you can highlight to the audience that this is important. So if we make it too obvious, if we make the editing too obvious, it loses its elegance and its charm and we are treating the audience as if they are idiots, in a sense. Um, I try to pair that back as much as possible um, and it is something that I teach. I think nuance is the only way that you can create a charming edit that is pleasing to watch. You don't want to treat the audience like they're idiots. And that is how they'll, if that's how they'll feel. If they're treated like that, that's how they feel. And they won't come away from watching that edit feeling particularly nice about themselves. They won't recommend it to their friends because they want their friends feeling that way. So nuance really is a fine art. And that is something that I will be taking forward um, even more so, being more aware of that um, because I thought I had it down, but it seems like that is something I could work on. So I'm very happy to have received this feedback and really happy that I can share it with you as well. I thought if I can learn from this, then most certainly you can learn from this as well. And I've also equipped you with some tips to help you the next time you finish a project so that you can improve at a faster rate and you can compound your knowledge, your editing knowledge, and also expand your network when you ask for a recommendation. Very, really, really useful tools. Now, if some of this feels a bit too advanced for you, perhaps you are just starting out, you're just trying to figure out uh, how to even go pro, there is some free training that you can access called How to Go Pro. And it's one hour, it's only one hour. And if you head to unsplice.com, you'll see it in the training dropdown. You'll see How to Go Pro free training. Um, I highly recommend you check that out to help you figure out what skills it is, what skills you need to go from beginner to professional and it'll help you understand the steps that you should learn and what skills at what time. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you so much for joining me. And I really, really look forward to speaking with you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.